You're listening to the GGC Life Podcast, weekly messages from our Sunday services. We hope this message encourages you. Be blessed. Awesome. So my name is Carl. (laughs) I've been saved, um, well, I've been a Christian for about six years. So I got saved in this church, and it's such, a, it's such an amazing journey, just, um, just walking with God. So, yeah, I just wanted to say it's, it's awesome being here for six years and just, like, learning and growing at the same time. So, uh, <laughs> don't you ever feel like times where you're like, yeah, Jesus, you're awesome. I could, like demolish walls and, you know, break strongholds and everything like that. And then next thing you know it, a storm hits and you're like, what? What's going on? How come? Help me, help me, you know? <laughs> well, today I, I'm going to be real raw and vulnerable with you guys. And I'm just going to share on just one, one uh, season that was just really tough for me. And um, yeah, here we go. So, there was a time in my life where I wasn't really um, getting along with my dad. So, me and my father, we had a really tough relationship um, just when I was growing up, so we'd clash a lot. And there was a time in my walk where there was a season where he kicked me out of the house. He was like, look, Carl, I think it's best if you just go. And I was like, what? (laughs) I didn't even do anything. So, um... So that really, that, really hit, that really hit me because I'm fellowshipping with God. I'm like, God, you're amazing. I love you so much. But then my, wor- my world turned upside down and I was like, God, how can you love me and how can you give me a dad that actually is, is kicking me out of the house? So I felt rejected. I felt dismissed and I felt alone in that situation. So... The heart of this message is just to encourage you that there is hope in the tough season that you're in, is to to equip you to learn how to seek the Lord from the experiences that I had in your situation, so you can apply that, and also to give insight and perspective um, so that when, when tough times hit, you're able to stand above it and just not take it to heart and just really look at that from an objective perspective. So the title of my message is, You Make Me Brave. Say it. You make me brave. One more time. Awesome. Genesis 37, verse 23 to 28. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe the robe of many colors that he wore, and they took him and threw him into a pit. The pit was empty. There was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat, and looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead, with their camels bearing gum, balm, and myrrh on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, what profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. And let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him. Then Midianite traders passed by, and they drew Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites 
for 20 shekels of silver. They took Joseph to Egypt. So just pondering on this scripture, um, you can definitely see that he has been rejected by his family. He was alone in the pit and he was dismissed. How can someone in, the, in his family just sell him? How? And just to keep it into perspective, that was not all. <laughs> Joseph's season of trials and tribulation went, uh, went on for a long time. He was sold by his brothers. He was purchased to be a servant in Potiphar's house. He was wrongfully accused of rape by Potiphar's wife. He was wrongfully, uh, sorry, he was thrown in prison for years. And then while he was in prison, he was forgotten in prison, so he was left there. And yet God was with him. I believe Joseph was battling through the same negative thoughts as I did and as what you would when you're hit with a hard time. But Joseph walked with God and put his trust in him. So the only point I'm going to make today is having a heart of thankfulness. Jesus, you make me brave when people leave me. You make me brave when my dad doesn't love me. You make me brave when I lost my job. You make me brave when I can't believe in myself. So having a heart of thankfulness is one key aspect where it gives you perspective and it gives you insight to kind of tackle your situation. I'm a fan of acronyms. And I was speaking to, I was speaking to Leon yesterday and he was just like, you know, um, amazing, try and, try and apply, apply something. So I'm like, you know what, I'll just, add, I'll just add my quirk to it. It's not a formula, but I just feel like it'll give you these handles for you to apply it um, in your life. So say SMS. SMS. Okay. S, seek the secret place. M, marinate in the word of God. And S is to stand firm in Jesus and in your relationship. I believe when you honor God and give thanks in your heart, it establishes the fruit of wisdom. So it gives you heavenly perspectives. For me... I was, uh, to begin with, I was like, oh, how can my dad doesn't, uh, how come my dad doesn't love me? And I was yelling at God. I was angry at him. I was like, God, like, seriously, come on. I'm, I'm pursuing you. I said yes to you. Come on, seriously. But then he's like, look to me and see me and see me as your spiritual father. So he gave me that perspective where I'm just like, you know what? My dad didn't know any better. He had a hard time growing up. Cut him some slack. So I was like, all right, humbled. All right. <laughs> John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. This scripture aligns with point number two, which is marinate in the word. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you when, you when you make time and you prioritize time with him, marinating in his word. 
Romans 8, 5 to 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. So this passage of Scripture really resonated with me when I had to stand firm. There were some times where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go back. I don't want to learn. <laughs> I don't want to learn from this situation. I'm done. It's really hard. It's, it's really tough. But I just stand here today and just want to encourage you that when you are raw and when you are vulnerable with Jesus, he will come to you. He will come to you and he will, he will just transform you. The question is that I want to pose to you is, will you give him access to your heart? I stand here tonight just to glorify the goodness of God. And just to share the testimony that I'm back at home and I have a good relationship with my dad. Yeah. We go, to, we go to movies together, we watch Netflix, we, we just chill, it's awesome. Like, it's, it's amazing because a couple of years ago, I was like, I would never have that. He wouldn't even say hi to me. I would be like, hey, Dad. He'd be like, what? You know, but now he's giving, me, he's giving me time and he loves it. He loves it when I'm at home. And I just want to encourage you with Joseph's, Joseph's scripture. He had favor with Potiphar when he was sold to his house. He had favor in the prison. He had favor in the sight of Pharaoh because he stood firm and he actually just stuck to his guns. And God will make a way. We as Christians are called to rise up in the midst of trials and tribulations. So I just want to share and I just want to encourage you that in the midst of your season, in the midst of, in the midst of um, your, your hard trials and tribulations, that there is hope. And I just want to encourage you with that. Thank you. Well, well, well. You know... Um you know, this guy, you can go down. <laughs> you know, um, this guy, he got saved in our church. He's homegrown. And um, I have had the privilege of leading him and discipling him. He's been in my connect group. And, you know, everything he said, I testify that he lives this stuff out. You know, every trial he's gone through, he's stood strong and he stood in faith. And I hope that gives you some sort of encouragement, whatever you're going through. He is always faithful. Is that right, bro? Love you, bro. It was so good, so good. So I don't know about you, but I'm really encouraged. I'm a bit stressed right now. That was awesome. And we're about to get, um, we're about to get hit again by this woman who, um, all right, Vanessa Nekotrick, why don't you come up? You're on your way up. Why don't you stand? You know... She's one of, we've had, um, we had Homegrown, and we got to steal you from Hillsong. It's their loss, our great gain. So um, you're going to be blessed by this amazing preacher. I love women preachers because I love guy preachers, but you guys are fiery. It's like this fire in the belly, and it's like passion. I'm so stoked. Why don't you put your hand on your heart? 
why don't you put your hand out and we're going to receive. Father, I thank you for Vanessa. I thank you for the fiery passion she has for you, Lord, and your church. And I just pray right now that as she speaks and as she preaches, Father, we are receptive. We hear. We are challenged, Lord. Let her preach with boldness, Lord, and um, have your way tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Your name. Smash it. Amen. I think I just became a woman because I got called a woman preacher. (laughs) I think we're more fiery because we can speak really fast. (laughs) Women get more words in a day. Leon loves it. I'm Leon's wife. You've probably heard about our dirty laundry and bad eating habits. Hello. (laughs) We're speaking about hope tonight. The title of my message is Hope the Anchor for My Soul. I'm just going to read from Hebrews 6, 9. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. What anchors you? In what or in who do you put your hope? You see, the purpose of an anchor is to keep a ship still in the winds and the currents. In the winds and the currents, in the storms in your life, what keeps you steadfast and what keeps you still? I have these two images I want to show you, if you wouldn't mind putting them up. The first one is a ship immersed in a wave. I would say that's a ship sinking in the storm. And the second is a ship floating quite peacefully. If you can see real close, they're fishing in that storm. There's peace on that ship amidst the storm. Which one are you in the storms of your life? Now, I really believe that I was the second picture. I really believe that when a storm hit, I would be fishing too in the storm. Um, However, a couple of years back, I went through what was the biggest storm yet to date in my life, and that was losing my grandfather, my nonno. And um, we lost him subtly. It wasn't like a peaceful old age, you know, graduation to heaven kind of thing. It was a shock. It really hurt. It was um, the way he left um, In the midst of it, I really thought and I had this hope and this faith that everything was going to be okay, that God was going to do a miracle and God was going to heal. And I was really banking on that. And then when he passed, afterwards, it really rocked me. And it took me months to even just stand in worship and be able to sing and be able to um, have hope in God again because I had really lost it. And I was really hurt and damaged. And I was the first picture. I was completely immersed in the wave. And my peace wasn't in God. My hope and my anchor wasn't in Jesus. It was in the plan that I had created and that I had formulated for my nonno to be healed. And sometimes we put our peace in the wrong things and we create them to be our anchor. And then when life hits you, you're immersed in the wave instead of fishing on the, on the horizon, whatever that is, floating. In life, we face big things and sometimes just little things. And sometimes we're smooth sailing and it's all okay. But in the midst of whatever you're facing, we are called to cast our whole cares onto Him. And I really felt God saying that He doesn't just want to be in the midst of your big storms. Because sometimes when you've actually got nothing left in you, it's easier to hope in Him. Because you've done all you can. So sometimes it's easier in the big storm to just put it all onto Him. But what about in the little things that you have under control yourself? Is he the source of your hope in the little things? Like when you rest your head at night, are you at peace because you know that there's a paycheck coming that's going to sort out your mortgage? 
Are you at peace because your family's doing really well and your kids are excelling? Are you at peace because you found your perfect partner to marry? What gives you peace? And all these things are amazing and we should give glory and thanks to God for them. But are they the source of our peace? Are they the source of our hope? I just want to bring our attention tonight to three reminders of why God is so worth our hope in everything. Firstly, He is worthy of your hope because He promised. The Bible says that His word will not return void. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So is my word that it goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Do you guys believe the word? Like, this is the truth. If He said it, He will do it. The word is so full of promises for all of us. And then God goes the extra mile and he gets real personal. In fact, tonight he got so personal with me and he confirmed yet another promise that I've been waiting for in my life just in worship here tonight. Like how awesome is God that he promises a whole book and then more and gets more personal with us. If he said it, guys, he will do it. He's not flippant. He's not just saying things and just throwing things out to make you feel good. Like if he said something to you, then you need to stand for it and remember that there is hope in that promise. But you don't need to try and make it happen in your own strength. He will sort you out. He will look after it. There are times when I've tried to make the promises of God happen. And um, I got a, a lovely, gentle rebuke from someone who didn't know me. It was a word of, God will do it in his timing. And I was like, okay, yep. Yep, okay, got it. Trust him, wait on his promise, he's worthy. If he said it, he will do it. Secondly, he conquered. He's a conqueror of death, the Bible says. In Isaiah again, it says, uh, sorry, Corinthians, my bad. He says, um, death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. At the end of this life, guys, you end up in heaven with him. Well, you've got to choose that first, and I really hope you do. But at the end of this life, you have the choice to be in heaven with him. And sometimes we can get so caught up and so wrapped up in what's happening and and trying to make this life work. And for me, I had a real fear of death my whole life up until not that long ago when I'm driving in the car with my husband, got into a big fight because sometimes he does like to go a little faster than recommended. Yep. Um, and I had a moment of, you know what, (laughs) instead of fighting about this, because I was quite tense and quite angry, I just closed my eyes and I put my chair back and I was like, you know what, if something bad goes wrong, I'm just going to go see Jesus sooner. (laughs) But for real, it really changed my mindset that whatever could happen to me, God conquered death. Jesus came and abolished death. Like what is going on in your world that is bigger than that? Let him be peace that he can conquer anything. He can conquer anything that you're going through. Nothing is too big for him. Nothing is not important to him. He loves you and he is with you always. And finally, his ways are higher. He is worthy of our hope because he knows best. How many times in your life have you spent so much time planning something and then the time comes for the event and it goes completely not to plan but completely better than you thought, hoped, or imagined. You know, when you're watching a movie and um, the main character 
you can see the main character and you can see what's coming for them. And um, it's kind of cool because you've got like this bird's eye view. But that character still has to go through the life to find out what's waiting for them at the end. For us, God can see us and he's created us and he knows our whole story. He looks at us with eternal eyes. He's got all the hints and the background clues and he knows how it all joins up together. And we just get to live what it is that he's planned out for us. Sometimes in our situations, we can fixate on something and make something else our anchor because in the midst of what we're going through, that's all we can see. But God looks into our lives and he sees eternally and that's why he's created this big plan because he knows how it's going to end up. Like if Carl, if Carl didn't go through that experience, what relationship would he, with his father would he have now, you know? He sees the whole picture and he brings you full circle and he does it because he loves you. And there are so many things that we wouldn't do if we knew the whole story. So trust that he's planned. I wouldn't have married Leon if I knew back then. <laughs> God had to slowly reveal it to me. There are so many things in our life that we would not yet achieve if God didn't slowly reveal things bit by bit. So don't go through your life holding on to your plan, but trust that He is going to do something with your life and walk with Him open-handed. Walk with Him. It says in Isaiah 55, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Let him do the planning because he's the best at it. He's the best at it. And he doesn't plan out of, you know, trying to punish or teach you lessons. He plans your life because he loves you. And he has the best in store for you because he truly loves you. And if you believe that, then you will see that in your life. So I just want to ask you guys, what are your storms? What is the things that, what are the waves that, you're, that are hitting you? Are they big ones? Are they small ones? And in the midst of it, who is your hope? In what is your hope? Is Jesus the source in your everyday, in the little moments and in the big moments? He's so faithful. He means what he promises. And he's already conquered. And he has the best plans for your life. So I just want to encourage you guys to surrender. Whatever it is that you're doing on your own, surrender to Him. And let Him be the hope. Let Him be the joy. Let Him be the light in your every single moment. And let Him walk with you on the plan that He has created for you. Amen? Amen. Thank you, guys. Well, stay here. Stay here, stay here. Um, it's unreal. I was really challenged by... Um, you watch movies, right? And that whole, you don't go in that room, don't go in that room. And, or you're like, you're like, it's okay. Like, you know how it ends. And we put ourselves in that thing and God's there watching. It's okay. It's okay. I know how it ends. Hey, really puts it in perspective. Hey, like, that was such a good way. Thanks. Why don't we thank? That was so good. Mom and dad should be proud. So good. And you know what also is good? You know what's also good? It's so good to hear the other side of the stories because we always hear it from Leon. It's so good to hear the truth, isn't it? That he speeds and that. I'm just joking, bro. I'm just. All right. So we've had our, um, our entree, our main, and we love our desserts, right? This is like a bam, bam, bam. It's like I'm about to go, I'm about to, go to like um, my favorite de dessert place and get an all-you-can-eat kind of tiramisu because that's my favorite another one of our homegrowns one of the nicotras mr curtis nicotra why don't you welcome him why don't you stand
So before you preach, you make films, uh, you act. So he's our paper boy, if you don't know, he's paper boy. Um, you play drums, you preach, you lead. Anything else you want to add? What, what else can you do, Dad? Sings? No? No. <laughs> This guy's incredible. This guy's incredible. And um, honored to hear what you have to say. Why don't you put your hand to your heart and stretch out your hand? Father, I thank you for Kurt. Thank you, Lord, that uh, this fiery message that he's about to preach, Lord, let it be the um, icing on the cake, Father, that's going to send us out so strong, so encouraged, so challenged, Lord, that our lives will never be the same after tonight. We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. This is so fun. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, my name's Curtis. Um, you can call me Paperboy if you want. If, if you like what I'm saying, just say, go Paperboy. All right? Yeah, like that. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, um, Yeah, we had our screening today of Paperboy. It was really cool. It was really fun. Um, I love filmmaking. I love acting. Um, so I thought the best thing to do, the first thing to do before I get up and talk about God, is I want to talk about acting. So does anyone, who wants a free, a fully free acting lesson right now? Yeah? You keen? Awesome. Well, we're going we're gonna to do a quick free acting lesson right now. And the, the subjects for today, class, we're going to talk about subtext. Everybody say subtext. Subtext is like an actor's best friend. It's pretty much like, it's what lies underneath the text. It's like the, what you observe as an audience member but it's not actually being said. Does that make sense? Cool. So we're going to have a real live workshop right now. Let's welcome up Ethan Nakotra and Toa. Bring, bring a chair with you. Bring a chair with you. Any chair. These guys are going to do a quick little performance. All right. Is that cool? We're going to have some fun. So I am actually going to read you the script of what they're going to be performing right now. It's a very short play. I like to call... Uh, hope, I guess we'll call it. <laughs> I didn't have a name, but hope is on the back there. So the script goes like this. It's really simple. Ready? Toa walks on stage. Ethan walks on stage. Toa says, hey, Ethan, how are you? <laughs> Ethan says, great. Toa says, do you reckon you'll get that amazing job you applied for? And Ethan says, I'm hoping so. Arkin, come on, let's, we need a director. You need to say action. Are you ready? Say action. Action, action. Give it up for Ethan and Toa, ladies and gentlemen. Great job, guys. Awesome stuff. Amazing. What a performance. Am I right? That's pretty good. So, subtext. <laughs> They're actually actors. They're actually amazing actors. You can go friend them on Facebook or something. Um, so, subtext. Subtext is what you, you feel but you don't see. So, what you saw there, Ethan said, I'm great. But did he actually look like he was great? What did he look like? He looked like he was like mediocre, right? He looked like he was not great. So 
what what you see was that he said he was great, but you actually felt something different. And it's the same when he said, when he said, I'm hoping so, did it actually look like he was hoping so? No, it didn't at all. So the title of my message is Redefining Hope. Everybody say Redefining Hope. That's cool. All right. <laughs> so we're going to redefine hope. We're going to change the way you think. Everybody say change our thinking. We're going to go on a journey and we're going to we're going to look through this concept of hope, all right? Cool. So, now why did it feel like Ethan wasn't hopeful when he said that? It's because his definition of hope is different to the way that we should be believing our definition of hope is. So, he believes a false definition of hope. This is what hope isn't. Hope isn't a shot in the dark. Hope isn't just, I'm hoping so. Like, it's not, it's not wishful thinking. Everybody say, hope isn't. Wishful thinking. Awesome. Do you know what hope is? The Bible defines hope as a joyful anticipation of good. A joyful anticipation of good. It's like, it's like you already know the good's coming, so all you have to do is just rejoice about it. Just be happy about it. It's, kind of, it's also joy and hope are linked together. In a way, you can't really be hopeful without joy. And you can't be joyful without hope. It's, just, it's like linked together. It's the same thing. Bill Johnson puts it this way. He says, you can measure someone's hope by measuring their joy. So like the, to the degree that you are hopeful is to the degree that you are joyful. Cool? So now, what about when you don't feel hopeful? What about when you, when you do have that job that you're applying for and you feel like you don't get it? How are you meant to be hopeful? How are you meant to have joy in your heart when it's like it literally might not happen? The only things we can bank on, we can't always bank on the, the outcome. Like, like these two stories we heard earlier, like you can't, you can't bank on what the outcome will be, but there's three things we can bank on. So we're going to quickly look at them, all right? So in, in Matthew 28, 20, Jesus like, commissions us, and then he says at the very end, I will, and surely I will be with you to the very end of the age. So that's already one thing we can bank on. We can bank on that he, he, we have his presence. Is that cool? And then in 1 Corinthians 13, it's all about love. And then it says at the very end, love never fails. And we know that God so loved the world, so he loves us and his love will never fail because he's true love. So it's kind of like we, we can bank on his, his presence forever. And we can also bank, that, bank on the fact that he, can, he will love us forever. And, yeah, in John 3.16, we all know John 3.16? Ready? Let's go. For God so loved. We started well. and <laughs> did pretty bad. Thought I'd sneak in a quick water break. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. So those who are saved, we have eternal life. That's something we can bank on. How awesome is that? Like we can bank on his presence, we can bank on his love, and we can bank on the fact that we're never going to die. That's, that's like, that should literally be on the news somewhere. Like what? We have, <laughs> that's so cool, man. <laughs> we literally can bank on the fact that we're never going to die. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> so no matter what your outcome is, <laughs> You can, you, can, you can believe that something's going to happen, 
and that's amazing. Like, have faith for it to happen. But whether it happens or not, you, you don't have to lose your joy. Like, I'm not telling you you don't lose your joy. I'm saying you don't have to. It doesn't have to leave because you have His presence, His love, and, his, and you have eternity. How cool is that? So, just wrapping up, you know that feeling you get when <laughs> it's like you're looking forward to something for ages? Or you're excited for this specific event? Or maybe you're like, you're just excited in general. And then something happens or that event comes. Say you're looking forward to your birthday, for example. Like a couple weeks it was my birthday and I was looking, looking forward to it a lot. I had fun. I went go-karting with my friends. It was really cool. And then the day after, it's just like, oh, my birthday's not tomorrow. And it's like, where, where do I, what's, my, what's the next thing I can be excited for? Does anyone, everyone, anyone know what that feeling is like? Everyone knows what it's like. It's even like that Monday-itis thing. Like, oh, Monday. I was looking forward to the weekend. Now I don't really look forward to the, week, the weekdays. You know what I mean? But the reason, why, the reason why Jesus came is so in no matter what season, we can always have hope. And no matter what the outcome is, we will always be joyful. Because it, God, God, we have to know the nature of God to be able to really believe this. So... God actually doesn't get caught off guard the same way we do. Like God, God sees everything ahead of us. And if we can trust that He isn't getting caught off guard and we put our hope in Him, then we're, we're sweet. So everybody say we're going to change our thinking. Because hope is not wishful thinking. Don't repeat this. But hope is not wishful thinking. Hope is being certain. Standing on the rock. And so at the beginning, the way Ethan said, I'm hoping so, that doesn't have to be the way that you think about hope. Hope is not, I'm hoping so. Hope is, I'm hoping so. Hope is, hope is not, so if we could dissect what he said and we saw what he was feeling, we, if he actually said what he was feeling, it would sound a bit like this. I mean, it would be great. Like, it'd be cool. I don't really want to think about what it would be like if, if I didn't get it because it'd be pretty depressing, to be honest. But I'm hoping so. That's the subtext. That's what he was feeling. But with this new definition of hope, we can actually, we can change what we would have said. This is what we, w that's, this is what we would have said if we knew a new, new definition of hope. I'm believing this will happen. And I'm not scared to say that because if it doesn't, I won't be let down. Because either way, I know I'm still loved by God. And He's with me for all of eternity. So, right now, I just want to ask you a question. How will you define hope? And this is not like a very, it's not as light as it seems. This is actually very heavy. Because every day we go by and we either have hope or we don't. We're either excited for worldly things, your next birthday, the weekend, the next payday. But then when it comes, how will you define hope? The band's going to play, but I just want everyone to stand up just so we can respond to this for a sec.
Just close your eyes. This isn't as light, like I just said, this isn't a light word. This isn't a 10-minute quick preach that I've had have the privilege of sharing. This is, this is God's word. This is what He wants us to fix in our hearts right now. And we're talking about hope for a reason. And I feel like God's really put on my heart to share this for a reason. Because there's people here that really need to have a change of change of definition in their heart. The word hope needs to change. It's, it's not as light as you think it is. It's actually a very strong word. So I feel like just right now, if, if you've, whether you've lost hope or whether you don't see hope as something you can stand on and be firm about, and you just want to surrender to God right now and just say, God, I can't do it without you. Like, I can't have hope without you. You are hope. Nothing, everything else in this world will fade away except for your eternity, His love, and His presence. So if you've been putting your hope in other things and you keep just getting let down and let down, but you're done with that, I just feel like just come to the front or respond in your own way. Just maybe kneel or come to the front and kneel and just respond to that word in this setting because we are family and we're brothers and sisters and I really feel like this, this, is, a, this is a word for right now. So if that's you, I'm just going to pray and we're just going to respond to God right now. This is not responding to this service or anything. This is responding to God. So everyone fix your eyes to God right now as I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Repeat this after me. Dear Father, I thank you that I don't have to see hope the same way. I thank you that you are hope. I thank you that you are alive in me. I thank you that eternity is inside of me. That your presence is with me. And that you love me. I pray that I'll remember these three things. And I won't go back to the way I used to think. I thank you that you are hope. I give my whole self to you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. listening to the GGC Life Podcast. We hope this message has encouraged you. For more, please visit our website, ggclife.com or email us, ggclife at ggclife.com. From our house to yours, be blessed.